This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Extra Time on a Monday night because we obviously had the game against Crystal Palace down at Sellers Park yesterday, an incredibly long day. Started at 6.20, got back about, uh, I think it was probably ooh, nearly 11pm when we got back eventually. Um, so it's been a long old day. Uh, I'm at my dad's again <clears throat> today, as you can probably tell from the uh, from the backdrop Um looking after him, making sure that he's got everything he needs, keeping his spirits up. Um, and, you know, we're sorting the things out for my mom's funeral, which has been set now for the 12th of September. Um, it was lovely yesterday when I was at Crystal Palace because, there's a, again, there's a lot of love and support that people came up and uh, which I really do appreciate, uh, the love and support that we've got for that. So much appreciate. We're going to Keep it a little bit shorter tonight, if you if you don't mind. Um, and we're going to do it in. We've got we've got four fantastic guests who are going to come on, and we're going to keep we're going to keep it try and keep it to an hour tonight because uh, we've got to get back over to uh, to home once we finish this. So that's why we're doing it uh, from my dad's. Uh, my dad does send his love and best wishes to and thanks to everyone, but obviously he's not ready uh, to come on just yet. I hope you can understand. Anyway, I've got some great guests tonight to talk about and chew the fat on the weekend. We've got my good mate, Manny. How you doing, Phil? Hi, everybody. Hi, hi Dave. And good to have you back. And I saw that you uh, you and Jeevan went down there yesterday. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, it was um, uh, a cracking day, like just, just to spend with him, like, you know, um, nice journey down there. On a Sunday, is much better than bloody midweek going there, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, it was good to, to I didn't get to, I normally bump into him. I didn't bump into yeah. him. But, uh, uh, I, know, I know that you were there. We've got uh, Chris. How you doing, mate? Hello, Dave. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Good to have you back. I know that you watch the, uh, the game, so it's good to have you. And thanks for coming on the transfer deadline as well, the both of you, the other night as well, which was great. Uh, we've also got the voice of reason, Jack himself. You were there yesterday, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, at least we have some sunshine, eh? For a change, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Normally it rains when we go to Palace, doesn't it? So, so that was the oh, one gosh. bonus of an otherwise awful away day, isn't it, Palace? But we're, yeah, we're gonna chew the fat on. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have also part of the uh, the team. Um, it is the doctor himself, Dr. Paul Mansell. Um, you obviously got to see the game. You weren't able to go with us, but Sensation stood in for you yesterday. Uh, but you got to see the match, didn't you, Paul? Did, yeah. watched it at home on Sky. And sometimes it's good to see it from that perspective. You know, I do go to most games home and away, and sometimes it is good to watch it from that different viewpoint. So... It saves a lot of money as well. <laughs> and a lot of time travelling down to South London. So, uh, yeah, but I'll be at Luton. That's the next one I'll be at. Absolutely. Well, time travelling. I wish we could time travel back and uh, do a little bit different after we got to one. Or I do want to say a massive big thank you to uh, to Creation Wall for powering extra time, delivering the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions. Uh, they help take your brand online presence and digital capabilities to the next level and they're a local company links in the description below and um, make sure you give them some support if you've got a business check them out because they're a local company really lovely people and they'll help your brand right then who wants to kick off then three two let's go with you manny first man okay um yeah uh, nice trip actually palace is always a horrible place to get to but um sunday traffic was a little bit better i suppose and um uh, it was a nice sunny day with my son so i was um uh, fairly upbeat obviously i've been away um so it must be my hoodoo because while i was away you won twice and so you know um i, I got back and um it was my f first match since um united first game of the season uh feeling hopeful and um as the match went on, mate, I I was fairly happy. I thought, you know, we started much better than them. Didn't really create much, but we definitely had the, you know, the majority of the play. Seemed like they were struggling more than us. Um, I was fairly happy, obviously. Typical sort of Wolves, <coughs> you know, having a bit of pressure, but not creating or scoring. Um, and then as the, the half wore on, you obviously saw them them come into the, the game a bit more and um uh, which is expected they are the home side they're always going to face a bit of pressure from a home side but at half time you're you're okay yeah we'll take that you know uh, it's not perfect but we, we we seem to be in control and then just the second half just sort of ran away from us didn't it i mean it seemed like once we'd um, uh, conceded even though we did score the equalizer once we'd conceded it felt like there was just a, a drop off in our energy. I just felt like any, I don't know whether the heat affected um, the play. It was really hot. It, the heat does affect people, well, you know, um, but we, we, we just seemed slower than them. You know, they seemed fitter and stronger and um, literally, I would say like bulldoze their way through, you know, almost like they were just like a bathroom ram. This was like, move out the way because we're, going, we're about to score and, and we literally parted, you know, <laughs> and and let them let them in, um, which was disappointing, to be honest, because in the, on the overall game, I thought it was definitely a game there for the taking, um, especially at half-time. They didn't look that special. Yes, they've got good players. And I suppose, you know, Eze is playing for England and he sort of showed us why. 
And I actually turned to my son at that point and said, do you know Wolves have got no, no international class players? We've got people in international squads, but not first 11 starting international class players. We haven't got any anymore. And that showed, I think, we just lacked, I don't know, it lacked a bit of leadership as well. I, I sort of imagined Ruben Neves um, uh, saving tackles and blocking shots in front of the back four. And I even think Gomez and Lamina in, um, I guess, Brighton, when I watched that, I watched that on the box. And and yesterday, I felt even they sort of, um, whether they it's when they get booked sometimes and then they hold back on the challenges that they seem to lose, I don't know, I wouldn't say concentration, but just lose energy, maybe because they put so much energy in to uh, to start the game. So um, it was disappointing in the end. I was It was poor, I thought. Key moment for me, though, just to finish, was definitely when Huang scores a little bit against the flow of the game because they were well on top. You know, you think, I was thinking, let's go for it now. We can we can win this. And he he took a striker off, put a midfielder on. And it was almost like, um, my son actually said, "That's oh, is, we've gone back to Lopetegui and large ball here. We're just going to hold on for the 1-1 one, one, or, you know, we're not going to go for the second. And I think that was a key moment. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to come on to you next, Chris, but um, Leighton Harris, um, yeah. Manny. For that player. decision, Gary O'Neill. Who are you pointing yeah. the finger at? I Manny? think the players have played okay. Players played okay up until 1 1. Um, Gary O'Neill then making that substitution. I just felt it was like, you know, we can't concede now. If we hadn't conceded then for a good 10 minutes, you know, then I would have thought, okay, he's probably got this right. But as soon as you concede, we're straight on the back foot. It's, it's, it's. It, any any manager who does that, especially when you go away from home, that's all the impetus sort of Crystal Palace needed. They saw one of us strikers go off. It's like it encourages people to step up because there's one less person to defend against. So Gary has to take responsibility for that. The players, definitely, the defence have to take responsibility for being slow to the ball, just slow to react. Ain't nerdy, you know, when that ball pops up in the air and he fails to clear it and... You know, and he's on to it on the flash, and then Kilman can't get anywhere near. So that's definitely and and Edward, you know, dances through the the middle of the penalty area. No player should be dancing through the middle of the penalty area. No way. Um, even a Connor Cody back in his day would have thrown his body, um, everything in the way of something like that. You know, and um, yeah, we have to look at the defence, and we have to look at um, that decision, that key key decision. I've got to admit, I've got to, I've got to say, and Chris, I'm going to come on to you now. Um, I was really, really annoyed about the third goal because it, I felt like we were like statues just standing uh, there. Chris, you've heard what Manny's had to say. You never, you tend to obviously don't mince your words and stuff like that in terms of like your thoughts. Um, you know, how did you see it? I saw it a little bit differently, actually, Dave. I, I was pleased in the way that we had the ball in the first half. We took hold of possession and I think we were we were 60%, 40% in the, the first half. Um, I was pleased with that. Obviously, our Achilles heel, and we say it time and time again, is that clinical pass, clinical finish. And I'm sitting here saying that we scored two goals, but 
you know, we 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 don't seem to make the clear killer ball that allows a tap in or here and there. We we seem to struggle and struggle and struggle and then not come to it. The goals, second half, it's bad defending. It's it's you know, people asleep, Kilman, guy runs past him on the near post, gets in front of him. Should never happen. It should never happen. Um, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know where the captaincy is affecting him. He's concentrating on other things instead of his game. I don't know. Sorry, Dave. But... You know, Chris, that, that goal, that the, the first goal that Palace scored is exactly the sort of goal we should be scoring. Nice cross. And we never seem to attack the front post. And if you get a nick on it, you just get your foot on there. It's past the keeper before in, in the blink of an eye. But how he got between two defenders and got his foot on it, I don't know. But, yeah, carry on, mate. Yeah, I think you, you score as a goal. You make your chances, don't you? He's, he's got himself there. He's got his foot on it. It's gone in. And, and you know, that's what you've got to do. You've got to beat your man. Unfortunately, our defenders haven't. Um, it's again, not signaling out, mate, nor he made a mistake, Kilmer made too. But, yeah, he's made another one again. And it, it's, you know, I don't know why he doesn't try the two of them together. One, one on the left, I suppose, is keeping the face of Pedro. It just, um, we, we're not as tight at the back as I, I'd like. Um, I thought, I thought in general, they they play well. I think I think Wang, again, I, he, he seems to be the only guy that can can put something away when he's got the opportunity for us. He seems to have done it time and time again last uh, since the start of the season. He's come on and got goals here and there. It, I just thought it was a it was a good show until you know and they got it back to three two, but they just seemed to fade. And I don't want to say give up, but. It, Mate, you can say that because you, if you say give up, because I mean, if you listen to the international fan reaction, obviously we got we had eight uh, guys from around the world, and there was a little bit of a theme that they felt like the players sort of gave up. Uh, no, obviously they didn't give up, but like it felt like they sort of like, especially when the third goal went in, it was just you know, and the second goal really knocked the, the they just seemed to just the energy got sapped out of them. Um, I'm just going to just come in the way I saw the game and then I'm going to come to you next, Jack, because you were there then, Paul. Um, I was really pleased, I don't know if you agree, with the first sort of 15 minutes of the game. I thought we looked quite in control. We looked really comfortable. I was thinking, yeah, I like what we're doing here. And then Saw passes the ball, um, did that thing, back pass out the back. We lose the ball. We got away with the goal just after the, uh, the penalty shout. And I thought that sort of gave... Palace, the impetus to think we can really press these and make them make mistakes, and they sort of, sort of, from that point, they seemed to sort of like switch, and we started to panic a little bit more, and they took control. I didn't think Palace played that well in the first half, personally, um, you know, but we didn't really create anything until that, till the end of the first half with Pedro, uh, with that shot that the keeper well saved. Second half, uh, again, I, I was like the first five or ten minutes, I thought. We look comfortable again, and then they got the goal, um, and we sort of like did respond. I thought Gary made a good, a, a, a positive substitution, brought on Wang, who whose family were actually in the crowd watching him. Actually, the lovely people, um, and he seems to pop up with the goal. And at one-one, I felt, I felt like we could go on and win the game. And then the, the second goal defensively and the third goal defensively then they sort of fell apart and then obviously 
you know, we got the goal at the end. And the one thing that I, I take a positive out of it, and, and, and I'm going to come on to you, Jack, now, Pedro Neto playing on the left side, two assists from playing... How, how often have we been talking about Pedro playing on the left? Jack, over to you. You'll talk us through your day and how you've seen all of that. Yeah, um, I kind of see it in between sort of Manny and Chris. I, I, I saw some real positives in the performance um, in terms of control of possession. Um, you know, I always think if you're away from home in the Premier League, if you get to half-time at nil-nil, you've kind of done your job because you've quietened down the crowd. You've kind of got that sort of settled. Really. You've got a bit of a platform to build on. But again, we just didn't do it because defensively, we just can't cope with any sort of sustained pressure. Uh, you know, as soon as any team... And listen, Roy Hodgson's been a manager for about 40 years, hasn't he? So he'd have known inside out how to manage that game and how to turn that game in favour of his team. And that's exactly what they did. They realised that Samedo was half asleep again. And he's on a yellow card anyway. So we'll just attack down that left-hand side all second half. And that's where the first goal comes from. And then, you know, we did well to get back into it. I mean, the, the header from Wang, you don't quite realise it in the ground at the time. That's a really good header. To oh, get yeah. it into the court, away from the goalkeeper. So when Wait, he's, Luke. He's back to, yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant header. Um, Came off the shoulder. Yeah. Didn't hit the head. Head and yeah. shoulder. When he sort of headed it onto his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he didn't mean it, but we don't care when they go in. So, yeah, the placement was really good. But that's the time to kick on. That's the time you've got a little bit of momentum. Again, you've quietened that crowd and they'd have gone up after the 1-0 goal, but 1-1, one, one, OK. The substitutions, to me, were baffling. Bubakar uh, Traore was hopeless when he came on and I couldn't quite work out why he'd brought him on, what job he was there to do. He seemed to completely spoil the balance of midfield. Gomez and Lamina were doing a decent job of, of stopping Crystal Palace playing straight through us. As soon as, as Bubakar came on, he sort of got in the way of everyone else and, and it was really untidy in the middle and they came straight down the middle again and, and got the two goals. Um, I would say as well, I don't know if anyone else agrees, jump in. You're allowed five substitutions in, in a Premier League game. There's no excuse for a manager not to make all five substitutions. Empty your bench. You could see that the players were getting tired. It was a hot day, like Manny says, and they put a lot of effort. I mean, Kuna, I know he got his goal right at the end, but he looked absolutely shattered. He put so much effort in running the channels and side to side. He looked absolutely so tired and, and yet there were still players sat on the bench that hadn't been brought on. I just couldn't work out why we'd not done all our five substitutions. Um, so it was kind of one of those where there were several points in that game where we had real opportunity to take at least a point. And we've come away with nothing and that really worries me because, there were, like I said, there were positive parts of the performance. You mentioned Neto on the left-hand side. I thought he was really good. I thought Lamina had a very good game. He'd probably be my man of the match if I was choosing one. He uh, was. So I... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he was. He, I thought he had a good game, yeah. Lamina. Even, yeah. you know, he put himself about. Yeah. And, and if you're being honest, again, people jump in. If you score two goals away from home in the Premier League, you, you should expect to come away with something from the game. Of course. Yeah. So, again, yeah, I'm I just not quite sure. There are things that aren't quite matching up at the minute. I can see signs of progression under... Gary O'Neill, but I can also see some some glaring weaknesses that he's got to kind of address. And I'm hoping that the players that he's brought in on, on deadline day or just before, um, particularly Santi Bueno to come in at centre-half uh, and Belgard, the, the sort of attacking dynamic midfielder, I think they're going to be huge additions for us if we're going to sort of solidify this team and start picking up points on a more regular basis. Well, that that's kind of like the hope that I've got as well with regards to that. Um, I'm going to be... Um... 
it's going to be like really interesting to see what Paul has to say from a psychological point of view as well during the game. You can take, I feel like we've got a cricket going on in the back. Can anyone hear that clicking noise? I can hear a clicking noise. Sorry about that. Go on, Paul. Yeah, I've got two quick comments really to make. Um, my first is. I think we've seen four quite different performances now in the four matches. If you go back to the first game, what a brilliant attacking performance that was away at Man United. Um, and then we saw a bit of a capitulation against Brighton. And then we kind of ground out a 1-0 at Everton. And then we've scored two goals away from home and lost in the next game. So what I'm wondering is what kind of team does he want us to be at the moment? And I think he needs to be given time to put his imprint onto the team. But is he going to be a team? Are we going to be a team that plays a low block and tries to get one nils? Are we going to be a counter-attacking team? Are we going to be a possession team? I think that needs to come to the fore. We need an identity. We need to know what kind of team we are soon. And my second point, I'm just going to zoom out a little bit and say, I know there's a big, you know, when you lose, there's naturally a bit of a post-mortem, isn't there? You know, why did we lose? What went wrong? But what did we really expect from yesterday? Did we think we were going to go and win there, really? Um, they're a better side than us at the moment. They're more established. Um, as Manny said, more international players. They finished above us last season. They've beaten us now five out of the last six times. So to go and get to nil-nil at half-time, like Jack said, and then um, to give ourselves a good chance of going on and actually winning the game when we got to 1-1, I think it's probably... That result yesterday is probably about where we're at at the moment. And we've had a tough start, haven't we? Um, Man United and Brighton, you probably don't expect anything really, do you, From in terms of points? Everton, you expect to get something. Palace, you'd be pleased with a point, wouldn't you? So we're on three points from four matches. Even an optimistic supporter might have said that we'd be on four, maybe. So to have three, we're not really a million miles off where we should be really. So I'm not pressing any panic buttons. Um, I just want us to see, I want to know what kind of team we are. And I think that'll happen over the next few weeks. Uh, Paul, I think you make a really, really good point there because I don't think anyone should be um, setting any panic buttons because at the end of the day, um, at Goodison last week, if we'd have got a point, I'd have been chuffed with the way it was going. We ended up with three points. And we probably should have got at least a point against United. But even if we got that, that would have been two points. So, you know, we lost the United games, probably should have had a point. We we won the F, we won the Goodison game. We could have easily lost. We got three points. Brighton, like people have said, you know, we should have could have took our chances. We didn't, but they're a very, very good side. Uh, and Palace, they always seem to do us, don't they? Like you say, with Palace. I'm going to come back to um, actually what Manny, the, the point that Manny made. I thought the first substitution was really good with Wang, but the second substitution that changed the game. Bubakar, you know, came on and he just, I, th I don't know whether it was Chris or Jack who said it, he seemed lost. Um, it took, we lost, we, he brought him on to have more control in the middle, I'm guessing, but we lost control and they were just coming through and it, they, we had, they were in each other's way. There was no cohesion. And um, I don't think Bubakar did himself any favour. The one, the one thing that I've got to um, 
to cling to is the two new midfielders that we've got because we did lack a little bit of creativity. Uh, so Bertrand, if that's the way you can't remember uh, say his name, obviously Doyle coming into the team, they're going to give us more options. Obviously, the, the new central defender that we've got coming in, the Uruguayan, is going to have more co competition. I'm surprised he didn't bring Totti on yesterday because he's brought him on in recent games. He's never let us down. Um, I think we'd have had a lot more uh, defensive stability if he'd have, he'd have came on. I'm kind of frustrated. Yes, realistically, 3-2, it sounds good. But 1-1, you've got to say that he takes a striker off and he brings on Bubakar, and that's where the game was lost for me. Manny, back to you, mate. Need to unmute yourself. You just need there to. There we unmute. go. No, yeah. I just said we, we saw it in the back end of Nuno's era and sort of Bruno Large era, a little bit on the Loptagi side as well. When you get desperate and you sort of. And we shouldn't think about the table too much yet, you know, because tables weren't even published till about six or seven bloody games in, back in the real football days, you know, and people start studying tables after one game. And, um, but unfortunately, that's just the way football is. So the back end of that, those reigns, Nuno reign and Bruno Lodge, there was a tendency sometimes, oh, we wonder, look, can we just hold on to this? Or we're 1-1, let's protect a point. And at that point, I was thinking, I just thought to myself, we're not playing Man City here. We're not playing Liverpool away where it's we've got it to 1-1. Now let's keep it tight. Bubakar Traore came on and my son just sort of, is he playing striker? Is he play, Where's he playing? Because we've already got Lamina and, and um, uh, you know, um, Gomez covering the defensive side. And obviously we have got midfielders and we have got numbers, but they are all a little bit the same. Now... Uh, this Bellegarde might be the the hope because he's a little bit different. He plays further up forward. And if we had him on the bench, for example, and he had brought him on, he might have been able to supplement Cunha and we still have a, an attacking threat. But we, you know, I think it still made mistakes. Like I said, if it had carried on for another 10 or 15 minutes and we didn't concede, then we might have got away with a stinky 1-1 with not a very good second-half performance, but we'd all sit here happy, thinking, well, four points from Everton and Palace. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, but, you know, football's football comes very quickly. You know, Liverpool, Man City and Villa are our next three home games. We could conceivably not win any home games for the first four games, you know. So um, it's not easy, this Premier League, and you've got to try and pick up Whatever you can, whenever you can. So I'm like you at one-one. I just thought there was an opportunity. I agree with like what Paul said and um, others. You know where realistically four points from four games would have probably been the best. Probably we could have hoped for, but uh, yeah, um, you know, yeah, yes, we did. Did we play better the, against Brighton? Then last year, yes, we did. We just didn't take our chances and folded. We played better against Palace than we did last year at Palace. And we played better against, you know, Everton was the only one, probably. But we still, you know, didn't look like losing the match, I don't think, as 
Everton, you would have took a, a draw the way we were playing, but we got the win. So there has been improvements. We can't say there hasn't been improvements, but the glaring problems that we have are still sort of the same, aren't they? Not scoring enough. Even though they scored two goals, that second one was, let's be honest, it was a consolation. No, it's it's too late, wasn't it? To do they switched off. You could tell they totally switched off themselves. Those, their defenders were shocking for that cross. Um, but if you want to go on to the positives, it's, you know, we have scored. And again, you know, two goals is quite rare for us away from home. So that is a positive. Um, two assists, Pedro Neto, you know, when's the last time we crossed the ball into the box and scored with a header from a free kick? That's, you know, something that we've got to cling on to. But we've got to sort out that centre of defence. Max Kilman. It's, you know, you, when you have like an England cricketer like Joe Root, brilliant batsman, and when you make him captain, you think, oh, his batting suddenly suffers. And then you get take the captaincy off, off him and he becomes a brilliant batter again. And I think with Max Kilman, it's like, Max, forget about the captaincy. You concentrate on your defending. I think that will improve him overnight. He's not he's not a captain. He doesn't look natural. You know, when you're, when you're struggling and you're facing the Alamo and Palace are going at you, you just need somebody to like organise and cajole and, and position people and, and do things on the pitch and lead by example. I don't think Max has naturally got that. And I, I, I just thought back to Ruben Neves um, sitting in front of that back four and shouting and, and, and organising and, and protecting that defence as much as possible. So that's, I think, something that we could, could and should look at. We shouldn't just say, oh, well, he was the vice captain, so he's got to have the captaincy. I think for Wolves, a captain's quite an important role. We've seen with Cody and we've seen with Neves. They are quite, you know, they, they are talismans. They're, uh, you know, the people who connect with the crowd and roll everyone up and get everyone going. And, and Max is just not his character, is it? It's just not his character. No, no, he's, no he's not. And you make a good point. Connor was very, very uh, vocal um, type of captain. Nune, uh, Neves was kind of like wasn't vocal his action, and his action very, was very, vocal his action yeah. was always yeah. talking to the referee and stuff yeah. like that Max seems very um, I don't know he would, if Max went to the referee he'd send him an email first can I please approach you love Max you know he, that's what he seems like <laughs> yeah and I think that what Gary's probably come in and uh, he's probably didn't want to rock the apple cart by switching the, uh, the, the 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 captain and sticking with Max, obviously they wanted him to sign the new contract and they made him captain. Um, you can understand why he's done it, but like to me, I, I'd love to see Dawson is the obvious one. Lamina, I think, would make a great captain as well because the way he plays on the pitch. I know he picked up a yellow and stuff, but like he's full energy. He's yeah. got. A real presence about him. I, I, Lamina, I could really think he's got captain material on him as well. Um, and I can't see that Gary's going to take the captaincy off Max now. Maybe that's something they've got to work on in terms of how his presence is on the on the pitch. But you you, you can see that possibly it is. It, it is. Give, um, it, to give it to Doyle. He, Doyle captained every level of Manchester City all his career. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's my dad having a phone call. It's probably off my sister. Um, Chris, your thoughts on what Manny's just had to say there and the thoughts about the substitutions as well? 
Well, I think what he was trying to do with Bubakar was push Kuna further forward and have Bubakar sitting behind him, breaking forward. But it just hadn't got that in his locker. Um, and I think that's what the thought process was. Maybe in preparation for the new fella that uh, looks like he definitely has those skills in his locker from what I've seen on uh, clips and stuff, the um, Bellegarde guy. So maybe that that's what was in his thinking. It uh, didn't work. Um, as for Max... You don't always have to be a vocal, you know, shouting, balling guy as a captain. You sometimes can do it as a choir captain and lead by example and, and show the way. Um, he's not either at the moment. That's that's the problem. And um, I, I think now he's made him captain. Going back on that is probably going to be detrimental to him. Um, I, I Dawson, to be fair, isn't that vocal either. But he he does, you know, he does inspire the way he plays. So I'm not quite sure what he does moving forward now with the captain. Um, I, I do personally, and I said when I started, think it's affecting Max's game. He's not looked anything like he did uh, alongside Dawson before. He's he's you know. Yeah, there's other reasons, but I'm not going to go on to them because, uh, yeah, back four, playing the back four is all about confidence in one, your goalkeeper, and two, those around you. He plays on the left-hand side, and I don't need to start talking about it. He's playing on the left side of the pitch um, in a defensive role to, you know, make make people think a little bit, maybe what, that's why he's he's all over the shop at times. I I, I I don't know where to go with the captain, really. Uh, Lamina, yes, he's a hard-working ball-winning midfielder. And generally, that's where all your good captains play. They, they, they sit in there and they drive forward. Instead, it with Austin Lee. He used to, you know, he used to drive it before. He used to bollock players even when he made the mistake. He used to bollock somebody else. But he, he, that's, that's how they were. And, and I, I don't see that person in our team at the moment. That's the... Um, that's a concern. I think we're a little bit powerful. Absolutely. And just before I get on to um, to you, uh, Jack, I do need to mention to everyone that we've got um, we've got a, a deal for everyone with NordVPN at the moment, where you're getting massive discounts and four months extra free on the two years as well, and a thirty day money back guarantee. Um, so if you like it, if you if you like your VPNs and you need a VPN for holidays or for watching stuff on the TV and all that sort of stuff, uh, obviously you can change your location. It's really good, and you can and it works off. One subscription works off all devices that you've got across everything, and you can use it abroad as well if you're going abroad to be able to get things. So it's worth going because it's a massive discount, and it, I think it's got about a week left to run on that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jack, um, I want to come to you, you know, and your thoughts on the the engaged management. I mean, the way I see with Gary O'Neill, he's still very early in his tenure, so you've got to cut it. He's obviously got to be cut slack. Um, Obviously, Nunes, down tools, He's left, he put a statement out, which I'm not really sure what he was trying to achieve from that, you know, trying to... He's, he will get, obviously, some stick when he comes back. Um, but we lost him, and we lost that creativity in the thing. We've got the, the new um, signings that have come in that we're hopefully going to get integrated after the uh, the international break. Tommy Doyle's got a slight knock. He'll be, I was surprised he wasn't on the bench at the weekend. That would be the reason why. Obviously, Joe Hodge is out for a while. But all the other players will, I would guess, will be starting to get involved. Does that give you a little bit of hope going forward that we've got? You know, looks like we've got that 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 midfielder looks like quite a driving midfielder, and I think hopefully we'll be a little bit braver. Also, um, what's she looking at, Dad? <laughs> Thank you for the tissue. My dad's got me a tissue. Oh, lovely, looking after me. Um, what's your take on the captaincy as well? Uh, just on the captaincy, I think we've got to be careful that we don't sort of, you know, get, make rush decisions. I mean, Max is, is going to be learning on the job, isn't he? And, and a bit like Gary O'Neill is and a bit like Matt Hobbs is and, and kind of all that kind of thing. So it's something he might grow into. At the minute, it doesn't feel like a natural fit. And sometimes with a captain, it kind of straight away, you feel like, oh, like when Cody got the captaincy, you kind of went, OK, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. I didn't see Neves as a natural captain, but he kind of grew into it as last season went on. So maybe Max will do the same. I think the other thing we've got to kind of factor in, if, if you've kind of been following what Wolves have been putting on social media, there's now a leadership group within the first team. So it's not just a captain. as That's in a Kilman. very good point. Very good point. We've got a leadership group. So you've got the likes of Bentley. I think Sarab is in there. Lamina and Dawson are in there as well. So they'll be helping him out with some of the aspects of captaincy. Not necessarily the on-field stuff. That's still kind of his job with the armband, isn't it? But, I think you know there'll be options for him, and he'll be able to lean on those guys for advice and, and support, won't he? So I think we've got to suck it and see with, with Kilman as the captain. To me personally, it doesn't feel like a natural fit, but that's not to say he won't grow into it and, and develop onto it. Uh, going on to to the signings, I think I think there's perhaps a, a bigger issue here in terms of what system are we going to play, because I think we've got the players there, particularly if you look at like some Matt Doherty to go to the back three or the back five, if you like, and, and make ourselves a little bit more solid, a little bit more numbers in the in the, at the back to be a little bit more difficult to beat. Um, I think my concern, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, you look at the Brighton game and the Crystal Palace game, we've conceded those goals in clusters. And I always yeah. think there's two, two signs of a poor team. One, they concede late goals. And two, they concede goals in clusters and chunks. And we're doing the second one at the minute. We conceded three in 10 against Brighton and we conceded, what, three in... 25 against against Palace. So that's a concern. So I think we do need to perhaps get an extra body at the back, whether it's an extra centre-half or whether someone from midfield can really drop in deep like a Lamina or like he was doing at times last year. I think we need to get Matt Doherty on the pitch because he offers far more going forward than Semedo does. And I think he's just as good a defender as Semedo. I, I think Semedo is actually that Matt, the, the doc didn't actually come on at, uh, uh, you know, sort of like on the 60-minute mark. I was surprised that he didn't come on because Tomato was on a yellow. Ain't Nuri was on a yellow. I mean, from the first 10, 15 minutes, both of our fullbacks were both on a on yellow cards and they played pretty much until Bueno came on. I, I, I thought Doc, 
he's got this. You saw against Blackpool. How many times have we seen him at Blackpool? How he appears at the back post. Um, we sit. Remember Newcastle away a couple, two or three years. How many yeah. years ago was that? Last minute came up. He's got an engine on him, but he just knows when to be. And he, he scored two goals. It's like our second highest scorer. He's only played one game. Or it's like against Blackpool. So yeah, I thought. But Gary's still learning, I guess, from what yeah. he's doing. So you've got to sort of like he's coming. He's still learning. I think we do need a plan B. Um, I like the fact that we were we we are being brave. Uh, I like the fact of when we were running with the ball and we were creating. That's what Palace did to us, and that's where the goals came from. They were running at us, and the, if you're being positive, it does create carnage and put the other team on the back of the foot. And we saw against United, we did it so well. Brighton, we did it, but we got caught by a team that could break through the press. Everton, we didn't kind of do it in the first half, but then he was forced to make the change with Aitnori coming on and then the other changes. We started to, to get on the front put, foot and we got it. Palace, we looked a little bit pedestrian at times, I thought. I don't think there was enough quick movement. And, you know, we saw in the second half, Samedo, um got to the wing and then it's just a very sort of bad cross straight to the keeper and we didn't have the players... Early, like the first two or three games, there was four or five players running into the six-yard box and we didn't seem to have that. This is something that's got to be... So I like being brave, but I think we need to have that back, that that plan B and plan C, whereas we can switch to a back five <laughs> if we need to, to change it up. So maybe mm. that's something he's going, to be, uh, he's going to be looking at. Manny, back to you. Um, yeah, we, we're sort of concentrating on the back. Um, maybe we can focus... A little bit at the front as well, because do we really know what the perfect blend of our our attackers are? So Rabio goes. Ask, what did you think of like Fabio's performance? So I'm just was... coming on to that. So in midweek, obviously Fabio scores, Sarabia gets a hat trick of assists, but it's Blackpool. You know, this is the Premier League, and in the Premier League era, uh, you know, it, it, of it's like Pablo Sarabia hasn't had too many matches, but. He looks like he get he gets shook off the ball very easily. You know, when there's a bit of physicality, he seems to like because I think he's got talent. I think he has got talent if he has the ball at his feet. Problem is, he finds it physically hard to keep hold of the ball. And um, the 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 front three, Sarabia, you know, um, Silva and Cunha, all three. I, I wouldn't re- really like to single any. Single per, I could sit here and say, "Oh, Fabio Silva." He's, but all three of them sort of did lack sort of understanding of where each other was playing, or you you're going to go. You saw Cunha in the first game. He had this role where he was picking the ball up in midfield and it. literally running past the hole and then opening opening all the play up. And now Cunha hasn't done that since. So is that because they've slightly modified the way we're playing up front to incorporate silver or, or um, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something there, the blend isn't right. When Sasha comes on, we look more threatening because it's an extra person in the body and there's a bit of height. There was a ball that Cunha put through and he, and he really should have oh, got his ball. I saw yeah. that ball and if he got anything on it... it any touch, any <laughs> feather of a touch, that would have nestled into the corner of it. You know, so, but he, but he, he does cause that because he's high and he'll drag players towards him. You feel like you have to 
watch him closer than a, a Silva or a Acuna because of his presence. So maybe there's, you know, we've introduced him slowly after his injury, but maybe we need to almost build our attack around him and then say, who can we play off him? Is it is it Silva or is it Cunha? Or is it all three? Because you could easily have a system where you play Sasha and Silva and play Cunha in, in behind. We've got Bellegarde, we've got Neta. We have got options. We really have got options so, you know, suddenly with these new signings, even though we don't know what they're really like, you know, the young Gonzales as well. We've just got to work a way of playing a system. And that's where we're confused at the moment because we don't know what the system is. And as fans, you need to know what the we system is. We want an identity, don't we? Yeah, we haven't got that. And I think... To be fair to Gary O'Neill, he's got four new players in and he ain't going to have that identity. He's just, just got his first team coaching today, you know, yeah. just appointed him yeah. today. So, so the he's still, got him from, hasn't he? Yeah, he's still appointing people. He's still, you know, so it, it's probably not surprising with all the late signings that we haven't got that. But the league runs away and if you get stranded at the bottom and you know, confidence starts to drain and you're conceding goals and Max Kilman's probably thinking, oh, I better not make a mistake next match. Oh God, it's Liverpool, you know. <laughs> it's 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 not it doesn't get any easier. So um I just hope going forward we have created chances and we've been threatening that he finds that blend up front. Uh, whether I'm not writing off Fabio Silva here right now because Sarabia, Cunha, all the others have been much of a muchness, you know. Uh, it's just getting the blend. And I think Silver and Sasha still could have a role together. I think I can see them two linking together more than Cunha linking with Sasha. So, but maybe I'd like to see Cunha playing a little bit deeper. A little like bit deeper. Yeah, I think, you know, we're, you know, in the midfield, we had no runners from midfield. And uh, we were going to say, oh, well, we'll Sol Nunes. But Cunha can sort of do that. And this Bellegarde can do that. And maybe this Enzo Gonzalez couldn't do that. So the, we have got players. We've got players who can run forward with the ball once they're introduced. And Cunha at the moment is the one that maybe we can bring back and say, right, you're playing back and let's play two up front. And um, and whether that's in, in a back five where we have two wing backs to provide the natural width, I don't know. It we you know I probably counted twelve players there, but that's Gary O'Neill's job, isn't it? Gary O'Neill's job to um, find that balance, and I don't think he's found it. And um, I don't think um, the strikers at the moment know exactly where they're supposed to be. Supposed to be playing. Um, it's going to be like that, I think, for a few matches. It Until really is. Settles down and he gets his uh, thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that I'm going to do, and then we're going to, Chris, I'm going to come to you next because we're going to start doing the uh, the roundup of the uh, the performance rating, highlights of the day, man of the match, and everything. The one thing that I, I that you you make a really good point on uh, about Sasha coming on. When Sasha comes on, because he's got such a height and a presence, and they're like. We've, if they're going to get a ball in the in in the uh, in the area, we've got to really try and keep tight on him. I think Kuna gets that goal because they're so they're so bedazzled by keeping an eye on Sasha. Kuna's yep. the one that comes in and gets the header, um, and he, he, I think that's that's a good thing that he comes on. But he always seems to make a difference when he comes on, Sasha. Um, and he, he does make some really good runs. He's good with his feet. You made that point about the run that he made, which if you'd have just got a touch on, I think, 
If he gets yeah. a touch on that and the goal gets in, I think it turns the game. We, who knows? We might have got a point out of it. Anyway, Chris, um, obviously you've heard what man, if you want to come back on anything than that, but also highlight like yeah, today, man okay. of the match performance rating. I think um, on, on Saturday, yeah, it's a bit of a magnet. It, you know, you've got him coming on 20 minutes to go. You, you, your calves are a little bit uh, tired. You, you, it's a bit warm on, and then this great big fella comes on. You think, oh, God, I've got to try and jump this fella. Um, and you've got half an eye on him and all the time and maybe not where you should have. So I think, yeah, he's that perfect foil. For somebody to get on the end of something that just flies over his head or creates a bit of space in the room, because that's what happened. That third goal, they, they the one guy tried to get around Anderson to cover the other fella because he got in behind him, and and then uh, he Kuna had that space. So, yeah, I think you know. I mean, look, he's had a really serious injury. The second one, he, he's got to be treated gently. He's got to be he's back into it. Um, but we're not sitting here and talking about him. Fluffing chances, not getting on the end of anything, looking off the pace. He's he's scored some goals already, hasn't he? And um, you know, yep. so I think we've just got to give him the time. I think we've got to give Gary O'Neill the time. Absolutely. He's, he's only had he's only had a few games. He he got what he got. He's had some input. If he has on some of these players, I'm, I'm not sure he has had any input in them. I think that's a Matt Hobbs thing. Um, but he's certainly been involved in the process because he said he had on the on the. Um, interviews like so I think we just got to give it time they're, they're a young team now that we're going to have this we're going to have this great game not so good game awful game great game it, that, that's or a, even, even fits in within the match where it looks yeah, good and then segments where they look good and lose their way and you know so um, what's your Max, um... Max is a young captain you know and it's it's a young team so what's you know, your uh, highlight of the day Moment of the day for you. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be the game. Could be having a cup of tea, watching it. Um, I had a cup, couple of cups of tea. They weren't particularly momentous. I didn't make them. Somebody else did. They didn't do it very well. So um, they were as turgid as the match, really. But um, no, I went out early in the morning with my son who hasn't been very well the last couple of weeks. So it was good to get out with him. Um, and uh, he came back and struggled through watching the match. He took it, and I took him home. So it was good to get. He went in the fresh air for a bit in the morning and watched him out. So that was probably my highlight. Um, performance rating? Performance rating, six or a five, Dave. I wasn't... So 5.5 uh, yeah. then? Yeah. I, I think I'd have to give it a six, to be fair. Um, I, I just think they... Flattered to deceive is how I would describe it. Absolutely. Yeah. And your man of the match? I think the guys have said it already. The only player I think that consistently did a game play played well was a bit of a rock. Was getting in, getting stuck in. Was Lamina? He was superb. Lamina, over to you, Jack. Then same, same. If you want to make any points, pick out any positives. Uh, highlight of the day, moment of the day, performance rating, man of the match. Yeah, no, I think just touching on what Manny and Chris have said about Sasha. He's the perfect plan B, isn't he? Like we were saying, you know, you look the guy that Palace brought on that Matete. I mean, he's six foot wide and oh, then he's yeah, eight he foot was... high. I mean, it, as soon as he comes on, defenders are going, Crikey, I've got to try and stop him however I can. Sasha's the same, isn't he? You saw when the goal came in, the two centre halves get pulled towards him and Kuna just drops into that little bit of space and, and scores. So I think when Sasha's on the pitch, I think we're more likely to score that type of goal. 
And I think if we've got someone like Neto who can cross a ball and hopefully um, Gonzalez and, and Sarabri on the right can get crosses in, it's a, it's a viable tactic, really. It's not a case of just lumping it up because it's it's a genuine tactic, I think. So it's something that I think we've got to try and develop. And I think as he gets fitter, he'll be able to come on earlier, I think, as well, which will help. Um, highlight of the day, I'm going to go for Kuna's goal just because I know it was a consolation, it didn't quite mean, but I, I do like Kuna as a player. And, I, and like I said, I thought he worked really hard yesterday in, in difficult conditions. And I think getting that first goal of the season will be a big, big thing for him. So you that's what you, you know what you said, the producer, Emma, said exactly the same thing. Hopefully, it'll give yeah. us confidence. So that's getting a goal. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, many people have said how, how, how you know, cream crackered he was as well, but you still got up there to get that header in the 96 minutes. It was too late, but he made the run to get there, so fair play. And it was a good yeah. header down and good, well finished. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, said, I really like him as a player and I think you know he's, he's, he can contribute so much to the team, but the role he plays, he's going to have to score goals as well for us. I think getting that first one is, is going to be huge for him. Uh, performance rating, I'm probably going to agree with Chris on a six. I thought, like I said, there were bits that I thought we did really well. There were bits that I thought we let ourselves down. There were bits where Palace were just better than us. I mean, I said to, to my friend when we were, because we were sort of ground level with the, there's not one of their players under six foot three. They're a big, big team and you've got to really sort of, you know, strap yourselves in when you play Crystal Palace because it's going to be a physical game. It's They've got energy to burn. I mean, they never got tired once, did they? I mean, you could see we were tired. So, I mean, we, we stuck at it gamely, but I think they just had a bit too much for us in and that then, second To be half. honest as well, the substitutions that they made gave them the energy. Yeah. Um, whereas I thought the first substitution, yeah, and then the, the substitutions afterwards seemed to take the energy out of the team for us. And, um, you know, that was where, like, I think we've talked about it earlier on, the 1-1 the substitution. I think they made a very proactive substitution and we made one that, you know, took the impetus away from us. When I think, as Manny's mentioned, if a different substitution there, we could have took the initiative, but we didn't and we ended up losing the game. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, so six six out of ten. Things to be positive about, but things to work on and things to learn from. Uh, man of the match, definitely Mario. Uh, again, really, really good. I think Gomez is kind of starting to develop that relationship with him as well. He's not quite there yet, but I think, once you had him, maybe you had Doyle in and, and Bellegarde as well. There's um, Lamina's got to be the heart of that midfield for me at the minute, though. He's playing really, really well. Um, so, yeah, that would be me. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Lamina. It's a good shout as well, as I say. Um, guys, we're going to just go to Manny now. But, like, uh, the, 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 the final five minutes of tonight's show are going to be questions for the panel individually or as a whole. So if you start to put your questions down whilst Manny's answering there, giving his highlights, his man of the match and his performance rate, and then we'll ask the questions to finish off on. Yeah, so um, you know what? After five games, if you'd have said Fraser, Silva, Kalajic, Hoang and Cunha have all scored, all our recognised strikers and forwards have scored this season in some sort of a game after five games. That's quite a positive, you know, It's that's a fair fact because we went three quarters of the season without strikers scoring in some some facts. So we, ha- we, do, we have got people who are scoring, so that's a good thing, not enough. Um, uh, uh, my player of the match, I'm going to give it to... Lamine is such an easy one to give it to because he's just, you know, he's, he is he's brilliant in that, in that role. But I'm going to give it to Pedro Neto. 
I gave it Neto as well. He had to run a lot, you know, and his game is all about running. And bloody hell, it was hot because the sun was shining right on us when that second half, and it was hot. And, you know, and, and I'm sure it was like 35 plus. And it does affect people. I don't care what anyone says and says, all oh, the professionals and blah, blah, blah. You know, it does affect people. And then he never stopped going and he ended up with two assists. So if you said your winger's going to get two assists, then he should be near the man of the match. So I'll give it to him. Performance, had we held on for a 1-1 um, with the right substitutions, I would have given it something like a 7 out of 10. Good away point. So because of that, I'd have to say you, you drop a couple of marks off because we folded the way we did. Quick goals. You, I can't, you know. So it is between a 5 and a 7, but I'm going to stick with a 5, to be honest. And I'll probably agree similar for the manager as well. Um, because when he makes those substitutions, he wants an impact and he didn't get the impact. So he's going to be disappointed by that as well. Um, you know, he wants to get things right. So, um, yeah, I count them. Someone says, don't count those Blackpool goals, mate. We've played the Blackpools and the Northamptons and lost before. So, I'm celebrating a Wolves win, whether it's against bloody Blackpool or bloody... Mate, so um, many times we've got to League 1 and yeah. League 2 opposition in the Caribbean. Yeah, you know, and it used to have to turn up and, and play football so and, and finish the chance, you know. So, um, yeah, um, my moment of the match, I think just uh, my highlight of the day, going down there with my son, spending the day with him, just a, it's brilliant, you know, <laughs> fathers and sons travel together. Um, I know a lot of people sometimes go separately, but it's good quality time, and it don't get much time one on one. So um, uh, I always right. enjoyed that. Um, Absolutely. Satnam's back for the Man City. He's he's been in India. He went back bloody three months ago. He ain't come back yet. Um, he's um, he's back, and uh, the three of us together, our first game, three of us together will be Man City at home. So nice, easy win because it'll be. The Ma Mateus Nunes blood fest, like you know. Oh, it's um, good. It's oh, good I can't wait. It. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I think that's just what we need, anyway. You know what I mean? And it's certainly um, going to get the crowd up, isn't it? It when will, you... man. It will. And if we win because of that, I think we we ought to like um, congratulate him <laughs> and thank him <laughs> for doing thanks what he for did. The thanks for the motivation. Thanks for the motivation. So yeah, that was a, mo a moment. Um, a five out of ten, and Neto. Um, and all our strikers have scored this season. So let's I'm, you always try. I, I always try and grab some sort of positive and you know we've got to we've got to look that way because it's Liverpool next and you know. Yeah, let's let's hope we can do them like we did last year. Right, we're on to some questions. The first question is directed at Jack. So, uh, Adrian Richards, and don't forget if you've got questions for an individual or for the panel, put them down. Uh, so whilst we finish off for the last five minutes, Adrian Richards, Jack, where do you see Enzo playing in the team? It's a good question. Uh, I've only seen YouTube clips and I know they're out of context. So you can't judge it completely, but he looks a little bit of a live wire. Um, I think he's a little bit lightweight at the minute to play centrally. So I think he'll probably be out wide. I'd like to see him playing wide on the right with Doherty behind him to make those runs so he can cut inside. And I think he could develop quite a nice relationship. I think if I'm being honest with Enzo, like Joe Gomez last year, I think he's one eye on the future. So I think it will be substitute appearances and he'll probably play Ipswich in the cup, won't he? And things like that. So I think 
let's not put too much pressure on him. Uh, let's see what he's got in those little cameos and things and let him ease into it. I mean, it's a new country for him, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the, the video that some Par- Paraguay, Paraguay fans did on, on on their like version of this, I suppose. And they said he'd never been out of South America before he came to Wolverhampton. So that's going to be a bit of a culture thing for him, isn't it, to get used to. So I'm not putting a lot of expectation on him at the minute. But I think when he does get on the pitch, I think that's probably going to be his best position, sort of wide on the right with with Doty behind him to support him. And, and has he got, him has he got a lot of pace? It, I think it looks like it, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's hard to judge. And, and the defenders in the Paraguayan Premier League might be really slow and he looks really good compared to them. But... Yeah, I think, I think he looks a bit like a, a Neto-type player, doesn't he? You know, he's got that drop of the shoulder and he can sort of keep the ball quite close to him as he sort of moves around people. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do, but I'm just sort of tempering it a little bit with the fact that he's very young and it's a new experience for him. So, it's going to take him time to really sort of hit top speed. Fantastic. Next question. Um, who wants to answer this one? N. Wilk said Olympiakos. Did we not get him from Olympiacos? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm just thinking we did. Olympiacos are in advance talks to sign Pedence. Apparently, from, uh, the producer's saying that... She's probably put this out on social anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, um, said it's... Um, Fabrizio's saying it's pretty much a done deal. Are you happy with that? Well, do we know what the fee is looking like? So you can have a look. Who wants to answer Back that? Back in a so he can go. Yeah, you know, well, can why go. wouldn't we be happy with it? He's not. He's what? What? What do we now know about Pedence? Um, yeah. Uh, two managers, three managers have tried to bomb him out. They said he's disruptive. Um, we haven't seen him this season. We're paying his wages. Just get rid of him. No room for him. He's not going to play. We may as well. We may as well profit in on him. You know. Mm. Um, I, I, I'll I'll show him there if you want. With the um, right likes of Guedes and Nunes and Pedence, one thing um, we have done by default or whether teams have come in, we we are getting rid of people who just didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to play for us. So if they don't want to play for us and uh, just going to be stropping and moping around the place, just get them out. You know. Well said. Um... Carl Whitehouse, one of our members, said, would you think Doyle will be given a start against Liverpool and play alongside Lamina and Gomez? He wants to answer that one. Uh, I think maybe not. not. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, to be honest. I think this next two weeks of training is going to be huge, isn't it? I mean, a lot of players obviously float off to... I mean, Iwakuni has gone, isn't he, to Brazil. So God knows when he'll be back, you know, and... Um, uh, so, I don't know. I think it will be very similar, the team. I can't see him wholeheartedly introducing three or four new players. I don't think so. Sass has declined his um, invitation back to the Austrian squad, hasn't he? So yeah, he fair play. Not ready uh, yet, which, is, which is good. He's getting himself back. So, it's interesting that Sasha apparently there's a few bids for him as as well late on. Yeah, late, late in Aris. Leighton Harris there. I know you're going to ask that question. I I actually said, that. you know what I said, Dave? I said, we sort of looked at all our players and said, we've got perfect bench players. Fabio off the bench, Sasa off the bench, Huang off the bench, Yusrabia off the bench. They're all like perfect bench players, but none of them are really perfect starters. You know what I mean? And that's how they strike. Is it like Huang? He comes off the bench and he makes an impact. When we have started him, sometimes he looks a bit out of the game. So, at the moment, that's where I see it. We've got a lot of players that 
would be great on the bench and coming into the game. We just need to decide who we're going to start. Trending right now, jokes and funny clips. I'll get Jackie, you can answer that one. Who would you drop to get the new signings in the starting lineup? Oh, good question. From from yesterday, I think I think Santi Bueno probably replaces Dawson. I yeah. think Belgar probably replaces Joao Gomez for the time being. Uh, not sure on Tommy Dill. I don't think he can drop Lamina just yet, so you might have to tweak the formation a little bit to get three in the middle. And then I think um, if Enzo was going to start, and I've just said he probably won't, but if he was going to start a game, it'd probably be instead of Sarabia. Absolutely. Um, here's a question. It's a yes-no question. We'll start with Manny, then Chris, then, uh, then Jack. Peter Yam Yam 54. Guys, do you see O'Neill as our manager on Christmas Day? Yes, yes or no? Me. All of you. What is Okay, yes mine's no? no. Mine's no. You don't think you, no. you don't think you don't that think Gary O'Neill I, I said at the start of the season this was a, a knife edge appointment. It's like either this way or that way. I just don't think he will get time. Even though we might think, oh, he needs a bit longer, a bit longer. The pressure will mount because he's he's a fan's choice. He wasn't consulted. It just happened. He appeared. And I think because of that, it will be either he goes there or goes there. And I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be that season where we're going to be floating so close around those places. I just, that's what I think. Football, isn't it? Absolutely. Chris? I think he will be. You I think, think he'll be our manager at the end is, of the but... season, regardless of where we go. I don't think they're going to change again this season. OK, Jack? I think he will be as well. I think Matt Hobbs has obviously invested a lot in, in Gary O'Neill. And I think for him to kind of get rid of him that soon, I think it'd be a, a dangerous thing for him to do as well, because it would undermine his reputation as well. And you know, I, th- I think you've got to, if, if we're being brutally honest, uh, I always think like Malcolm Tucker on the thick of it, if you get rid of someone really quickly, you've made the mistake. If you keep them long enough, they've made the mistake, then you get rid of them. If we get rid of O'Neill right now or in the next... It's a pressure, though, isn't it? Then. It's not like Matt Hobbs might not want to get rid of him. Gary O'Neill, that might not be, but pressure mounts and fans and everything and media and odds and every. Honestly, it does, and then suddenly... Someone somewhere gets linked because he's been sacked by his club, and you think, "Oh, would he be? A, we need to save our, you know, Premiership status." Blah blah blah. I just think I feel sorry for him in a way. I really do because he's come in such a late stage, and it's just, you know, it's. Well, my, either... my, I think I think my, if my he answer. did go, if he did go by January, um, as Manny says, I think we'd be getting in Eddie out because uh, Julian will be at Newcastle. That's yeah. probably, why probably why he's staying in Wolverhampton. Julian will go to Newcastle and they'll, he'll get Neves from Saturday, right? I, I hope he is, because if he is, he's doing a good job. Uh, Debbie Lewis, Manny, when's your next Samosa day? It's actually Wednesday night. Um, a women's game. Stourbridge uh, are coming to the box head. Um, uh, it's going to be a sunny day. It's free for season ticket holders. Get yourself down to Telford, have a Samosa. But the next Samosa day was going to be the Villa game, but um, unbelievably, Hibs failed to overturn the 5-0 deficit, which means Villa have gone through to the group stages of the Conference League, which means the Villa match, 99% sure, will go to Sunday because they play on Thursday nights um, and, and they're scheduled to play that Thursday night before that Villa match. So we've moved it to um, Newcastle at home, 5.30 kickoff on October the 28th. 
October the 28th. Guys, well, that's pretty much all we've got time uh, to for tonight. Um, thanks ever so much uh, for um, for all you guys for, for joining us in the chat. Uh, done it a little bit different tonight because I say I'm at my dad's. Um, you know, we've got things to sort out for my mom's funeral and stuff like that. Um, and we've done it a little bit different. And then we, me and Emma, we've got to get home. So uh, we've done it in one go. Kept it a bit short, but thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we've covered it off. Uh, we've got the international break. Hopefully, Wolves chat will be back uh, next Sunday, um, which is what we did during the, the summer thing. So, hopefully, we'll be have a, a little bit of a chat about you know next weekend to chew the fat. Um, any uh, final thoughts from you guys? Last sentence to finish off on uh, Jack first. Um, yeah, I, I think. It, it, I think it's okay to be disappointed about yesterday, but I think we've got to temper it a little bit. You know, there were positives, and we've got to hope that, that Gary O'Neill is a very quick learner and he can start to sort of put these things right and get get us moved in the right direction. Chris, yeah, look, I think in life the thing that you learn the most of is from mistakes. So look, he made made a mistake with selection on Sunday. Um, he probably won't make that again. And we, like, like I say, we've got to give him time. We haven't got any other choice. Um, we're not an attractive position to anybody else come in anyway. So uh, let, let's give him the time and 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 let him let him work his magic. And I'm sure he's got to. And money. Okay, we're in we're in the mire a little bit, but we've got four brand new signings that we haven't seen. So you know, um, Matt Hobbs. Has got about a 75 80% hit rate on, on de signing decent players. Probably only Sarabia that we're still a little bit thinking, oh, is he going to make it? All the others were class signings. I think all of them Gomez, Lamina, Dawson, um, Cunha, even Bentley, very good backup goalkeeper. So he signed those four players. So let's. Let's hope, you know, that they bed in and they produce, give us something extra because it will make our team much stronger. We've got options on the bench now without them four. So um, he's just got to find a blend, find a blend up front and like defend better, defend better. Totti Gomez as well. Use him. Never lets us down. No, he doesn't. I really like Totti Gomez. So, yeah, guys, early days, we're, uh, you know, three points, four games, international break coming up. You know, Liverpool, uh, Luton away. Manchester City. Okay. After six games, anyway. So let's keep the. Um, and we've just got to, at this point in time, the transfer window is shut. My positive is the transfer window is shut. We can stop faffing about, worrying about all of that. Get on with the football. Come back in two weeks. Let's see. Over, by the end of September, I think we'll start to get a real good idea um, of how this team's going to work, take shape, and we'll be able to get a, a much better look at the new signings that we've got. Hopefully, you know, the, the January transfer window, the players that we've got in there did make a difference. Let's hope mm -hmm. that, you know, the same impact happens from the guys that are going to come in in this, uh, in this window and make a difference. And if they do, Hopefully we'll be okay. If not, maybe Manny will be right and Gary will be gone by Christmas. But let's wait and see. Until then, from all of us here, God bless to you and your families. Lots of love wherever you are. And um, always Wolves. Always Wolves. Thank you, everyone. It's the 90th minute. 
all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.